Alright, what are we going to do? What's out of copyright? Um, yeah. Sunday Sermonette. I'm Ed Chan. And I'm Pastor Ethan Alexanian. Well, Ethan, a lot of things have changed in the last week. Them's they has, Ed. Them's they has. And so if you're wondering what the point is, Easter is a time for renewal and rebirth. Yes. And bunnies. And bunnies. And the and that, that one egg that gets stuck behind the garage that nobody ever finds until you uh, end up smelling the uh, remains several months later. Thank you, Ed. Oh, well. So, were this the before times, yes, we have yet another use for that phrase. Uh, I would probably go into George Martin's theme for uh, That Was the Week That Was, the David Frost show. (laughs) Does that make me Tom Lehrer? I don't know. No. But we were visited by the ghost of uh, Northern Songs. The copyright infringement fairy. We were told that uh, we've been bad boys. We, we have ended up on the naughty list. And, and all of this, it was only two weeks ago that we put out our last episode. Yeah, like it was still a normal show two weeks ago, except I was only kind of there. I, I've completely dismantled the holiday theme of the show and i apologize (laughs) well that's okay if you're not following us on our facebook group get there we uh we have more details than you would ever want to know regarding the situation on the site we we have been keeping busy so i guess first off because of this notification from uh these uh official sounding folks we have spoken with our provider and on their advice we have uh, removed all of our back catalog for right now but that isn't necessarily a negative at this point because this could mean we could start fresh all of us we are going to be adding episodes back to the catalog but that has to be done manually Let's just call this spring cleaning for now. So I, I, I have a couple of episodes which are ready to go, and uh, those will be back out. Hope so. 
again, if you are on our Facebook group, let us know which episodes you would like returned sooner rather than later. But I think we can safely say that uh, all five years worth are probably never going to be back. Yes. So so that that's that's our first announcement. And we have another announcement, which uh, is equally sad. We, we can't really coat this one in too many Easter metaphors. Well, uh, I don't know. Is, is he buried in a cave right now? No, no, no. I'm, I, I'm not, I, I could I'm, call him and ask. I'm not saying we're comparing ourselves to uh, God as a thing or uh, UMG as a uh, commercial entity. You know, it's not, not some lousy anti-religious thing. We were just saying it. I wasn't knocking it or putting it down. We were just saying it is a fact. That sounds more like uh, Ron Nasty than John Lennon. Thank you, Ed. Ron Nasty actually seems a little bit happy in that clip from the Ruddles. And, and we'll be back trying to bring that je ne sais quoi. Yeah. So, uh, Lonnie Pena has decided to uh, step away from the podcast. You know, this has been... Uh, fairly tough time for all of us uh, again this last two weeks not even two weeks yeah he, he has had other issues going on in in his own life and basically he just decided that he did not need the stress of trying to deal with podcast providers and other persons of interest and us two knuckleheads He's probably not gone forever. We have some plans that will. Yeah, you want to just you want to talk a little bit about some of our plans here uh, for the future. Um, what are our plans again? <laughs> well, okay. I mean, first off, uh, you look at the good work you've been doing on uh, fans on the run. We're we are probably going to be bringing more interview segments into uh, Wednesday was fab. Yes. Uh, and then, then the second thing we've been thinking about is opening the show up to you guys a little bit more. Please elaborate, Pastor Ed. Not for full shows, but uh, a possibility is that uh, if you have some ideas, go ahead and send them to us through the Facebook group. Uh, we're we're looking at having some some theme shows with just little segments. Yeah. Like, kind of clip shows, well, not, almost. Well, not really clip shows, but uh, I guess what we're thinking of would be something like 60 Minutes. Yeah, uh, that that is a more accurate analogy. Yeah, so, you know, if you have an idea, Beatles-related, that might be able to run for, oh, you know, 15 minutes, even 30 minutes, bring it to us, and, and we will help you produce it, and we'll put it up. This sounds a lot like the Apple Records business model. I don't know if uh, the ghost of Billy Preston is going to be available to us. Never say never. Uh, could be. As, as we all know, Billy Preston is uh, a man who from Houston, Texas. Yeah. And he was able to stand on top of that pavilion and shoot lightning out of his fingers in the Peter Frampton BG Sgt. Pepper movie. So who knows what he can do? There you go. Well, again, that, that might be considered just the tiniest bit sacrilegious. Don't listen to me. I'm, I'm just the old man in the corner. 
Okay, well, some something old. If you're old, what am I? <laughs> no comment. No comment. Well, I mean, you know, with with Hudson Randy around, uh, it's Randy. Is it Randy or is it Rainy? Uh, yes. <laughs> One of those. With, with, yeah. him, with him around, we're all old men. Yeah, even even me. Exactly. Even me. I I used to be the young sprightly kid, but there's a reason why I don't do much video because you you can see all the wrinkles on my face now, and you know the decrepit old creature I've become. Once you go through puberty, it's all over. It's all over now. All right. So we we wish Lonnie the very best, and you know we we certainly hope to have him back uh, periodically once we get this new format figured out for ourselves. I would just like to state publicly and to all the uh, When They Was Fab listeners, uh, I'm sorry. This seems to be my fault. Like, I, I feel like I have jinxed the show. You know, they had five years, uh, smooth sailing, and then all of a sudden this, you know, you know little full sack from Canada shows up, and bada bing, all these troubles. So, I am sorry. Well, if you've got troubles, then you've got less troubles than me that means a lot ed rock on anybody (laughs) you have more of this to look forward to in the future everybody oh well remember you could be listening to tom hunyadi and andy nichols and you're not and we appreciate that we nearly just lost our feed ed we're not trying to drive away our listeners to our competitors Even if they are the the Denmark of the Beatle world, we all love them. It is hard for anybody to stay mad at them for long. Yeah. So we are still a Beatles show, and we did decide to have a, a, a little a little mini topic, just as we were talking about earlier. You know, technology plays an amazing role in 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 the entertainment world these days. That it does, yeah, particularly when you look at what even fans with PCs can do. Uh, the McCartney videos are now just from uh, a DVD quality being upscaled and presented in HD on YouTube. It, it doesn't even seem like DVD quality. It seems like they've been able to take like a VHS tape and make it look, you know, as good as it possibly can. Well, I mean, you know, for example, you you look at the pipes of piece on the DVD that came with the McCartney box, and that doesn't look all that great. Yeah. But the, the up-res version actually looks pretty good. I mean, and that was done on videotape. And, and all those, uh, you know, songs from the Back to the Egg special. Well, the songs and, the, and then also the, the inserts in between, you know, Wing, wings around the uh, the window and it, as it opens up and then you see planet earth uh, as they drift away from it it's like you know that always looked pretty bad but it doesn't look so bad yeah no the the upconvert version i mean the special effects still look like not much yeah i mean it was 1979 yeah but still the the videotape upres looks pretty good especially you look at like the old Siam Sir video. That's amazing. It, it it seems like they're doing some better upconverts than the the official McCartney. Well, uh, the, the official folks channels. are not even really trying. No, they they did like two. 
what's going in the box is just kind of, uh, okay, here's the tape. We'll transfer it and we'll put it out. They're not spending the time or effort to do any sort of up conversion. Exactly. And, you know, with technology, all this stuff about, you know, upscaling and even colorization, you know, I, I know for, I, I know that there's a couple fan projects out there colorizing a hard day's night. Wow. And from what I've seen, it actually looks quite good. The, yeah, as long as you sit there and do it frame by frame, you, well, you they the, are. the automatic ones, you will get some scenes that look okay and you'll get some scenes which look like Drek. Well, the, the automatic stuff, that that technology's actually gotten much, much better with this uh, program. I believe it's called like AB Synth. I haven't seen anything Beatle wise related to that, but someone took an old uh, Bonzo Dog Doodah Band TV appearance and put it through AB Synth, and it looks just like it had color in the first place. The additional technology which has kind of been added in recent years is the business of deep faking <laughs> do you think that there might be a beatles use for deep faking absolutely in a way beetle deep faking has kind of been done to some extent you know i the the rock band stuff doesn't technically count but you know artificially putting the beatles faces on actually no deep faking had been done Back in '09, with the with the rock band commercial, uh, that's true. Although although that was pretty dodgy, still, it, it was pretty dodgy, but it was fairly convincing. Except for John, yeah, Ringo, Ringo looked okay. Uh, John, not only did they have to deep fake him, they had to add a digital beard. Yeah, the the beard does look dodgy, and and George looked pretty dodgy too. I, I like the, like the actor dressed as him handling the uh, the rock band Gresh. Yeah, that that always amuses me for some reason. Now I think we've gotten to the point where if you know the the Beatles or the Estates possibly run out of ideas, they could start making new music videos. You know, some people may be like, "Oh, this is horrible! I can't believe they're doing this." It's like grave robbing. They're like marionettes on you know dead people. Well, I mean, they're kind of, of course, you haven't seen The Love Show, have you? I have not seen The Love Show, unfortunately. There, There is a segment in The Love Show which is Shadow Beatles. They, they, have, they have a whole sort of act uh, which goes on behind screens, and, and it's the Beatles. It is shadows of the Beatles, and the voices are clips which they have edited out of you know, Hard Day's Night, TV interviews, films, everything, and they they process this all together. So it makes a dialogue of the Beatles running around behind these screens. So and you see these shadows projected. Didn't they do something kind of like that with the the Here Comes the Sun video that came out a year or two ago? Uh, like you could kind of see the shadows of the Beatles. Kind of, kind of, but it. There, I mean, there is. It's a little bit different, you know. Here, they're actually trying to convince you that that they're actually there, sort of running around behind these screens, trying to get out, you know. And that actually might be something which would be interesting to see them do, you know. Take the Love Show and just do a film, not necessarily of the show, but 
interpretive like the show. That would be interesting. You know, somewhere between Yellow Submarine the movie and the love show, and use use the love mixes. Yeah. Because we still don't really have more than just a handful of clips from that. You know, there's there's that making of documentary, and there's a, a couple of scenes which have been uh, filmed and put out in various productions through the years. But that's a show which really needs to be documented in a better way than it has been. That could be like a good pandemic project. You know, reconvene the crew in Vegas, like no audience, and just film it. Well, it's it's an interesting idea. Let's approach Paul and Ringo. Yeah. Well, At this point, we're not entirely sure that they aren't listening. And incidentally, we have approached both the Paul and Ringo's repre- representatives for possibly coming on as our third host. Yes. Whether they respond or not, we don't know. But we have approached them. We have, and so. we can, yeah, you, you heard it here first. All right, so we'll, we'll, we'll close out this, this little holiday mini episode with one thing we're thinking about sort of adding as a semi-regular feature is uh, Beatles things where you least expect them. Uh, you know, you, you, run, you run around in your everyday life, and, you know, believe it or not, we do have interests other than music and, and the fabs. Yeah. Well, for the most part. You're going along minding your own business, and all of a sudden you get slapped in the face with the Beatles reference. Just when you least expect it. They're always there. So so mine... Our fabulous foursome. So mine there... Oh, whoa, that sounded wrong. And this is an Easter episode. <laughs> anyway. Apologize to the Beatles and their respective estates. So mine, uh, there is... Uh, superhero show in an Arrowverse show on the CW here in the States called Legends of Tomorrow. And we won't, we won't go into uh, what the show is about. If you, if you follow superhero TV, you probably know. And they just, and the came last out... thing we need is the CW coming after us. <laughs> and they just came out with a list of the new episodes for this next season, the, the pandemic season, which starts in July you know, again, a season of television starting in July. Well, how exactly does that work? When the universe implodes on itself, Ed, like it has, you know, TV schedules become a little bit more fluid. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll buy that. And so, the- I mean, it, it'll, it's to make up for the family, family feud reruns that have been airing nonstop for the past like 12 months. So the, on the schedule, the second episode of, this season's Legends of Tomorrow is entitled Meet, M-E-A-T, colon, The Legends. Now, it should be noted they, uh, they have both had a show where they went back to 1964. Uh, to tell you what kind of show this is, they had to intervene because a time-traveling Paul Revere was going to interrupt the British invasion of 1964. Oh, Okay. Wait, oh, that makes more sense. For a second, I thought you were talking about Paul Revere as in Paul Revere and the Raiders. Not the band Paul Revere, the historical figure Paul Revere. So they have, act- they have actually had, uh, well, at least the, the they, they had mop tops on the show, and, and they made reference to, to the Ed Sullivan appearance. 
and they had a show entitled Meet M E E T the Legends. And so this year it's Meet M E A T the Legends. Not only is that a reference to themselves and their own show and a reference to Meet the Beatles, you can't convince me that's not a reference to Mark Shipper and what he did with the butcher cover in, in paperback writer. So that's mine. Um, some, something I saw, I, I saw it again, uh, fairly recently cause, uh, a friend of mine's been playing this. It, the game came out back in, I think 2014, uh, the, one of the new Wolfenstein games, no, I'm not talking about like Wolfenstein 3D from like 1992. Okay, but um, uh, these new CG, you know, Wolfenstein's, um, and there's a thing where it's it's like a little Easter egg where you can go into this or someone's record collection, and you can find a record because keep in mind this is an alternate universe where the the nasties have won World War Two, um a record by a band called Decaffer, which uh, translates to The Beatles. And the name of the record is Das Blue U-Boat. And it features four guys walking across the street. And better yet, there's a song inside the game recorded by like a Beatles sound-alike band in German called Mond Mond Ja Ja. <laughs> Oh dear! Complete with like a a count in, but it's eins four drei or eins five drei vier da 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 da. So okay, so they they did actually play some guitars, huh? Oh yeah, it sounds like a Beatle record, except it's got some keyboards. Oh well, it might sound more like a Dave Clark Five record then. Well, like like Ringo on uh, the outtakes from Abbey Road, huh? Exactly. All right. Uh, well, we hope we'll be back next week. You're such a lovely audience. We've already taken you home with us, or you've taken us home with you. I'm not sure which way that goes. Uh, and and once again, uh, thank you folks for sticking around. It's been a difficult past little while, but we, we appreciate all the support we, we've received over the past little while. And we're, we're committed to bringing you the same kind of show we've been bringing you for a while. We'll be back, hopefully, next week with a new show. Subscribe to When They Was Fab on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, or wherever finer podcasts are found. Please join our Facebook group, and we can be reached at When They Was Fab and on Gmail. The opening theme was written, produced, and recorded by Jay Young Kim, Feaster Famine Studios, San Francisco, California.
tell you one thing, there's sickness going on and there's some good people doing work in hospitals, but they got no bread to do it on. Not only are they working in a miserable condition with sick people, but they're, they're scraping the barrel for funds to keep going. 